You're listening to Woo Sox Insight, presented by your Worcester Red Sox. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Woo Sox Insider Podcast. Today, you only have me, the producer, Dave, as TQ, Decaf, and Chris are all busy with their real jobs and getting ready for opening day to put on a great show for all of you. So today I have a best moments slash funniest moments compilation of episodes 2 through 13, uh, the episodes we've done so far up until the start of the season. So think of this as a best of spring training almost, but podcast version of it. Uh, When this episode comes out, it'll be the day before opening day. So if you haven't got your tickets already, make sure to go to woosocks.com or call the ticket office at 508 500 8888. Again, that's 508-500-8888. I'm sure you guys are sick of listening to me already. So without further ado, let's get to the video. I would like to thank you guys too for putting me in the clubhouse and not turning on the heat because it's absolutely freezing down here. Uh, I can see why you guys decided not to be down here. And I it's don't, the- I'm, I might prefer Zoom. I mean, TQ is kind of yeah. far away. I didn't oh. realize I was in a decaf's yearly review for 2021. Like, did you feel like we all had a plan for opening day? We were ready to go. Like, I didn't even know where the bathroom was. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, coming into that, and after that first sim game, I talked to Joe and then I talked to Mike. And when I was leaving at 1 a.m., it was Mike and I setting up the the lighting for that pregame show. Which, by the way, set up all the lighting. Left around 1 a.m. Got to the park the next day around 7 8 a.m. All the lights are gone. How how did my lights manage to walk away within six hours? I wasn't at the ballpark babysitting them. It turns out the great Charlie Baker, who had came to bless us with his presence that day, he had a Zoom with the president of the United States. And that was the reason they took our lights was that he could. That's a good look. reason. That's I, I heard that. And I was like, <laughs> I want to be mad, but that's a really good reason. That's to need lighting. Such a good reason. Throw that all on top of everything that you just talked to. And guys, I got <laughs> the lights just you. went out on Chris. Yeah, <laughs> these lights are on motion sensors, and since I'm in here freezing, and yeah, even so, the light sensors don't see you as a person. No, it's it just... doesn't. I guess that meant <laughs> I was. God just told me to Chris. It's time to just be quiet and listen. Go ahead. Do you know what the final score was? Oh. We won. We won. Do you know what happened? Oh, man. No. <laughs> that's And that's the thing. So many games. So when I was in Boston, I spent 95% of the game on the concourse. Right. And you can't see the field from the concourse. I would drive home. And then, like, my wife would say to me, like, oh, who won? And I'd look at her and I'd go, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think my second fart, our favorite part of opening day, I just said fart. <laughs> my second favorite part, I was getting ahead of myself, <laughs> of opening day, especially if you're bubbly. I think Chris could use the little little extra positivity. I just laugh at you guys. When I saw TQ, I laughed. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm a funny guy, Chris. That's I think why. I just miss you. Please come funny back. Funny dude. Soon. I miss you guys. Uh, I've, like I said earlier, I've been in sweatpants for two weeks now. So I don't miss like throwing a polo on 
and uh, some slacks and a belt and tucking it in. And we're acting like this office is black tie. This is not a black tie. It's not. It's far from it. Yeah. It's it's sports. He's wearing (laughs) jeans and a hoodie. We're in a jeans. Even jeans compared to I dressed up for the podcast today, by the way. Even even jeans relative to sweatpants, it's too restrictive. Of course, the big leaguers take care of of our guys as well. They, we call it spread, which is the post game meal. They would buy spread most of the time every day that they were down here. Um, wow! They they really Wait, take yeah, care. Of their that, they, I didn't get that email. <laughs> uh, I had a player this year. You guys wanted some stories. Here's a story. So, yes. I, I'm not going to say a name, yes. but. During during the alternate training site, we started with the alt site before the regular season, and we had a couple players filter in and out. And he was here during the alt site, and on his third day here, he walked into my office with his pants, his baseball pants, and he handed them to me, and he just said, I retire, and he walked out. This is like my second <laughs> week as a clubhouse manager. I had right. no idea what to do. So I go to, I go to Billy, our manager. Did you just say, I, like, congratulations? I was like, <laughs> great career. Okay. <laughs> so he walked That's out cool. the door. I went to Billy, our manager, and I said, hey, this guy just retired. And Billy said, no, I think he was just messing with you. And I was like, I don't think so. Like, this isn't the kind of guy who would really he gave me his pants, me. Billy. Yeah. He, yeah, his, like, he doesn't have pants. Here they are. Here's the proof. Yeah. So <laughs> Billy's like, no, no, I'm going to call him. So finally, Billy gets through and this guy's at the airport, like catching a flight to go home. And Billy goes, wow, yeah, he retired. He's out. So this I just like A.B. In, in Pawtucket. Like, yeah, let's he's, go. He's done. So I, I talked to Josh that night and I, I told him the story. Well, he was the one who brought it up because he had heard about it. And he was like, what did you do? And I said, I didn't know what to do. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't want to call him because he wouldn't really know what to do. So that was uh, that's one of those where now looking back, I would call him immediately and be like, do I run after him? Do I stop him? You have so much to play for. <laughs> And walk away. Mario, thank you for that story because when one day when I'm old enough to retire, what I'm gonna do is walk into my <laughs> boss's giving, office yeah. and hand them my pants. And say, <laughs> I, didn't even, I retire. I go as far to say pants to work that day. I go as far to say, Mario, I might seek you out. You might get if we're across the country from each other and I'm retiring, you might get a pair of pants in the mail with the message. <laughs> I would know exactly what it means, and I'd have to call your boss and I'd have to say, "Don't go after him. He's done." <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. He shipped me his pants. He's, he's finished. No, guys, so he's really done. I had this happen before. Once the pants show up, they're all over. Pants means they're at an airport at least. But it, it's it would come down to a half hour before game time, and uh, a pitcher got put on the IL. So I went to that guy and I said, "Hey, you're on the IL. Is it cool if I take your number and I give it to this guy today because he's a large jersey, you wear a large and right now he's in a triple X. So I think he's going to be a lot more comfortable with your number." On behalf. Yeah, of that. see that happens too and that's out of our control if if somebody's on the road and then they come back, you know, if they got called up and they took their Woosox jerseys with them when they got called up and then they got sent back down and they did not take their Woosox jerseys with them when they got sent back down, they had to to be a different number and sometimes they would be like 
why am I a different number? And I would say, well, if you took your jersey with you, then you'd be able to be the same number. <laughs> we can't just snap our fingers and have them magically appear in Worcester. We, I mean, every day I feel like there was something that kind of just blew my mind, something that I've, I've never heard requested before, um, from picking up dog food to actually pick bringing a player's pet to the vet because he didn't have time to do it himself um guys i would have done that (laughs) it was funny he had the cutest dog in the world and uh one of my guys took him to the vet and he was like that was the best day that i've had here this year i (laughs) got to hang out with a cute dog all day (laughs) do you guys know the foul ball story no, let's hear oh, it. Oh no, I don't. See, let's Chris, hear I thought it. You're trying to transition me into that. So I, no. I am a pro. I was trying to do that. <laughs> definitely. Our pitching coach, Paul Abbott, great guy. Um, he parks in the same spot every day. He would, we had a valet company, but he was big about just parking his own car in the same spot. And it was right behind the dumpsters and the players lot. He did that specifically for foul balls. So his car wouldn't get hit. Well, I'm in my office during a game one time and I get a call from somebody from the valet company that somebody's windshield got smashed from a foul ball. And they wanted me to come out and check it out because they didn't know whose car it was. Well, I knew whose car it was right away. <laughs> and it was Paul Abbott's. And I was left with a, I was left in a pickle because this is during a game, but obviously he needs to know that his car is undrivable. So what do I do, right? Do I go to the dugout and tell him, hey, this is what happened. So I ended up, he came in to talk to the starting pitcher after he came out of that, out of that game. And I had a picture of his car and I showed him the picture. And I said, just so you know, this is what your car looks like right now. We're, we're tr- doing our best to, to get it taken care of. Um, and he, he was understanding. He knew that there was nothing that me or anybody else could have done. It was just terrible luck. But if you look at the way his car was parked, it had to be the perfect trajectory to smash that <laughs> those I dumpsters actually, are like 20 feet from the side of the building like to not it, hit the oh, yeah, roof no, and to, to hit the it, car it was a magnet it had to be perfect and the baseball i don't know if you guys can see that it oh, got pretty messed up. up i saved it because i'm going to put it in his locker when he comes in next year as a remembrance <laughs> of the best day at polar park for him decaf you alex richardson and our director that day mike demars had a pretty funny misunderstanding when they came up to you and asked you if you wanted to be the bat boy. Do you want to walk us through that? Yeah. They come up to me with this smirk on their face and I'm like, Oh, what's, what's going on? Something, something happened. And they just, Alex looks at me. He goes, be calf, bad boy. And I go, yeah, I'm a bad boy. What are we doing? Is that we could do some espionage. I got to like flirt with someone. What, what, what's going on? They're like, what are you talking about? I go, what are you talking about? And they're like, bat boy. You want to be the bat boy? And I was like, Oh, well, yeah, I do. Well, yes, yes, again. Yeah, but but decaf won't tell you what the cameras didn't pick up before the game when I was walking him around the warning track, showing him, you know, where we put the ball bags, where to put the bats, just giving him a quick little rundown. I don't even think he heard a word I was saying because he was so involved with the fans. He was taking pictures. He was waving <laughs> at everybody. I was like, this guy's not even going to pay attention to the game. He's just going to be signing autographs. Exactly. Yeah, signed four autographs. autographs. <laughs> yeah, signed signed four autographs. There was kids so, sitting in the in the blue in the bat, blue bug batter's box and they all wanted my autograph i was he's a bad boy baseball and he's looking there and he's like tristan cost <laughs> <laughs> here you go man
Well, if that's not the most interesting intro to the Woo Sox Insider Podcast that we have all season, I don't know what will be. The one person who is not with us is our co-host, Chris Bergstrom. So he lives in North Attleboro. They are getting hit hard by the storm. He lost power. He lost heat. So keep Chris in your in your thoughts and prayers, your T's and P's today. Can you believe Chris bailed on the podcast today? We we he didn't want to sleep at the park. He he lost power. He didn't charge his phone. He's saving his phone battery for emergencies. Didn't want to zoom in. I think it's I think it shows a lack of dedication. I think it does too. And I, I think it's a little personal as well. Uh but Chris, hard feelings only. Um, I guess take care of your family during this time. Uh and we'll think of you when it's convenient for us. Uh, but we'll see you back on the podcast next week. Dr. Charles. Yeah. Tickling the ivory. Well, you know, it warms <laughs> you up a little bit. It's, um, you know, I've been thinking this whole time I wanted two mics. This, this feels pretty good. <laughs> You've been the producer for three episodes and you need more airtime. I'm going to keep adding mics every episode. You're going to have to hold that I up look, to the guitar. I want to look like a press conference with just mics in front of me. Do you know where you're supposed to hold it? I heard directly pointing at it at the ninth fret. The ninth fret? The, yeah. The ninth fret, you said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the ninth fret. That's an optimal microphone for an acoustic guitar. Well, here, here was the point. I was you're going to have to hold it up to Charles, too, when, so we can really when, hear him. On, um, <laughs> on Woosox. This is unrehearsed. <laughs> on, on Woos, can you tell? On Woosox 21. Always something cool and new. Very simple. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Oh. You didn't. You didn't. Do 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 do. Yeah. Take. Now this is. Here we needed the aficionado. Yeah. I, I don't we, play guitar in the We should have. Well, I think we mislabeled this session on the on WooSox.com when people were registering for Winter Weekend because this is music lessons with Dr. Well, Charles Steinberg. You know, and uh, all of this is my is my Tom Brady story, which is very short. We have <laughs> a green room, a, a room where we're a conference room where uh, the Patriots are, are going to wait, and I walk in. I've never met Tom Brady. I walk in and I see Mr. Kraft and, oh, that guy's Tom Brady. I walk in, hi, how are you? Nice. And I just walk right <laughs> on the <laughs> Like, I'm the only one who just sort of just blew off Tom Brady because actually here was my friend, you know, um, or at least a gentleman who I was friendly with. Uh, I hadn't met Tom Brady. I'm like, yeah, hi, Tom. How are you? Nice, nice to see you. So um, I have the utmost respect for him. Yeah. So next time you're in public in Worcester, you get to shake Charles Steinberg's hand. Just know that he he big time Tom Brady when he had <laughs> exactly. the chance. Inadvertently, unintentionally, but unequivocally. I want to say I'm the only one on this stage right now that didn't spend the night at Polar Park last night. <laughs> How was it? Decaf. Tell, tell us some stories. Was it like night at the museum? It was I was so excited for this because I was picturing it like Night of the Museum. We've got a big Casey at the Bat statue over there that whenever I walk by him, day or night, his eyes follow me as I go by. And He's... last night, I was having a staring contest waiting for him to start chasing me around. He missed strike three, but I knew he was going to connect with my skull if he started getting He's... off that podium. He really is just staring right at the control room. <laughs> Every time you walk in and out the door, he's looking daggers looking right, right at, at you. you. I had a I had a fun time. And I walked around this whole empty park and uh, look at look at Casey. So, he, look at yeah. those eyes. If, if if 
imagine it's it's two in the morning and it's there's no cool one statue. else here and it's just you and Casey. And you didn't know that I was here. I didn't know. I saw your light on. I thought you were just not conscious about the environment. <laughs> Decaf, where'd you sleep? I slept in the visitors' clubhouse. The home clubhouse uh, was was locked. This couch I was trying to sleep on. So I was in the visitors' clubhouse where we usually record right. the podcast. Well, on what? On a on a. Couch? I, I was on a couch. I had, they had a, some nice couches. A couple of a uh, right? couple yeah. of my hoodies and sweatpants draped over me. I could not get the lights off. So at about three a.m., I made a trip back up to the control room, and we have like a a pair of blinders that I was able to get a little beauty sleep. <laughs> so, um, Charles, you were a lot of people who have been to Polar Park have been up to the DCU club. They've seen the suites. What they don't know is that suite 17 also doubles as your office space and apparently triples as an apartment. Well, for the record, I'm in, I'm sleeping here because I don't have an apartment that's walking distance. <laughs> Can't say the same. But I was worried that overnight the snow would mount and not be traversable and I wasn't going to be able to drive and I wasn't sure I was going to be able to walk. Right. And and we had to be at Polar Park for Woosak's winter weekend. So you were on. you were worried that the snow would mount up and lock you inside. Little did look you at, know this is <laughs> that in your own suite. Look at the floor. While you look were the floor, sleeping, folks. resting your little head, the snow was coming through the door. Check at you. that out. The snow actually came in. It blew in to the suite um, and it is still there. It's still there. <laughs> it is. It, it's true. Um, uh, I, I was like, where did that snow come from? I didn't open the door. <laughs> and then I just stared and just little dust balls of it were, yeah, were coming in. Flurrying in. So, yeah, it, it is true. We did a live show during the blizzard. Mm -hmm. You didn't make it. What mm -hmm. happened? Well, it snowed. It did. It yeah. did snow. Interesting. It snowed. I live. You're right. A good amount away. The power went out. No internet. And then, like, I'm texting you guys, and you're, and TQ's like, "Well, here's the link," and I'm like, "Literally, I have no internet though." Well, I I'm was not going to so make it. And the, well, why don't you use your phone? I'm like, but I have no power, so I can't charge my phone. And have you ever heard of a portable charger? Let me ask you, if you knew the last week's show was going to start with a musical number, would you have gotten yourself there Ooh. to be a part of it? Actually, or funny Absolutely. thing is, I brought my guitar. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no guitar here. Of all the Tom Brady stories we've heard in the last week or so, I, I think that must be what finally did him in. Because Schefter reported it. And then I think Tom was probably like, I wanted to be the first to say I'm retiring. I don't, I don't like this. But then once he heard the Woo Sox congratulated him on a hell of a career, he was like, you know what? I can't make these guys look bad. Uh, I bet you he thought about that. I, I don't even think he remembers he played in New England. He just thanked Tampa. So it's fine. But we can move on from that and just get to our. <laughs> he thanked think New England podcast. after 20 years. Yeah. Decaf, how do you feel about it? As a Dolphins fan, I don't think I should comment on this on this medium how I feel about it and how happy I am. <laughs> so we have you're an exciting. Still gonna, you still aren't going to win anything, so I don't even know why you're excited. Ding dong, That's the true. witch is dead. Yeah, his career is my entire lifespan. I don't but know we, a world. But we still have Tom an Brady doesn't ruin team. my Sundays. But we still have an undefeated team, guys. Yeah, fourteen games. Yeah, oh, must be nice. One of the greatest nice. quarterbacks of all time, Dan Marino, who didn't win a Super Bowl. But I digress. No. 
Gronkowski, Kowski, Kowski didn't have the angle, angle, angle. I can go on, but I don't think it would do for good ratings. They have a show. <laughs> I know. There must be another Dolphins fan listening to this somewhere. My uncle, yeah, his Jack dad. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a really interesting interview you're gonna hear, and it helped me out because there's a lot of saying the same from last year, and a lot that is new and changing. And I honestly didn't have a clear picture of it until Brooke just came on and laid it out. So. Uh, it's going to be a really good interview if you can stick around for it. Worth I'm, I'm very happy you have a clear picture now. Makes my day. I mean, I was lot. I mean, Brooke, do you want to break some news in this uh, podcast and let us know that there'll be a TQ bobblehead this year? Hey, if, the, if that's what the fans want, that's what we say, right? We listen to the fans. <laughs> Nobody they wants want, that. <laughs> they did say that they want a, a Dr. Charles bobblehead. So stay tuned for breaking news. Uh, those should be like it's gonna work the duck boots into those like bobble feet dr <laughs> charles bobble feet no okay no okay so Definitely. so we have we have give it wednesdays the other we talked last week about charles steinberg climbing into the into the smiley ball suit when when i first laid eyes on wilshire the wonder dog it was it was brooke cooper dancing around <laughs> and putting on a show it was me and, and chris in the, front of the entire front office Tell them when, when I knew that Woofster came in, I was like hounding Chris. I was like, I want to be the first one in Woofster. Uh, she was. Uh, hounding. Gets hounding. And, gross. and then when pun. she was in the suit, probably about 10 minutes later, she wanted to be the first one to get out of the suit. She had had you enough already, in that so. thing. <laughs> the unsung heroes of the organization are the actors in the mascot suit. Decaf, all you do is talk about mascots. <laughs> Every episode, Every you ep- bring in the mascot. I'm obsessed. I'm low-key obsessed. Yeah. And to, yeah, to, exactly. to that point, um, you know, as someone who's not from Worcester, I think my own family sometimes under underestimates my role in the organization. I had, like, my grandfather, after seeing the logo, he was like, oh, a smiley face. That's stupid. Who came up with that? Who who approved that? And I was just like, uh, like, Pepe, I, I actually... Yeah was very involved uh he didn't realize he was directly insulting me but (laughs) (laughs) all right so you mentioned you were a basketball player at franklin pierce dave leonardi who used to work for you in the merchandising department in pawtucket he did a lot of prep work going into this episode (laughs) writing down some questions that we wanted to ask you and another thing he wrote down were your college basketball stats? Oh, All right, Dave, I, yeah. I bet you they're better than <laughs> TQ's baseball stats, by the way. So, oh, d- definitely. So, yeah. I think I think the first thing to mention is you were named to the fall and spring any ten commissioners academic honor roll every year. Yeah, I mean, I was a great student. Yeah. So you're always smart. on the honor roll. I'm wicked but, smart. But we we got your stat expert here. Dave Leonardo. Wait, Dave, Dave. Dave, can you do the programs thing for us? So Dave used to oh. Dave used to sell programs in Pawtucket for the Paw Sox outside. So if you ever went to a Paw Sox game at McCoy, you might have heard Dave yelling this. Go ahead, you had Dave. I know this was coming. Yeah, I, I yelled for about three years, so you probably heard me at some point. Even if you live near the stadium, you probably heard me. Make sure to yeah. lean back from the mic when you do it. Let's hear it. Here. 
I would buy one just to have you be quiet for about five minutes. <laughs> one time, I have, someone did your job me, for sure. Someone came up to me, tipped me seven dollars, and said, "God bless. Have a great day." <laughs> Do you um, remember how pies in the sky went on opening day? <laughs> I I remember. I don't remember how it went. But I do remember our PA announcer, Ben DeCastro, looked over at me and he said, because this was a similar promotion we did to Pawtucket and everyone knew the rules. It was a tradition in Pawtucket. And on opening day, Ben looked over at me and he said, I don't think anyone in the seating bowl like knows that they have the chance to win a pie right now if, this, if the contestant wins the promotion. Like we need to do a better job explaining it. And it hadn't even dawned on me until that, but no, I don't remember. And I'm scared to hear you tell this story. So pies in the sky, we hadn't had a chance to do a proper run through with the airsoft gun that shoots up the, the soft toss mm-hmm. ball. And plus the ambassadors that were doing it uh, were all brand new to this. So they had the airsoft gun facing towards the outfield and they must have pumped it up too much because the the soft toss ball went like directly to center field (laughs) i remember watching from the concourse just saying oh no get it off the field get off the field right because in minor league baseball you have a set amount of time yeah off the field at most two minutes yeah, otherwise, like, you get a warning, and, you know, we don't want to start off our opening day in a new ballpark, you know, on a, on a bad foot with, uh, with the league. So, anyway, shot the center field, and... Uh, We're also and- in foul ground to stay away from all of the players. <laughs> yeah, and both her and Siobhan did. I can't believe that was the first Kate Foltz, our incredible photographer, who's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. She moved in the team. to LA. She just moved, by the way. <laughs> she just moved. She She's alive. alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just want our listeners to know that TQ and Chris, who are Worcester natives, always go hard for Worcester internally with every discussion that we have. They are so proud to be from Worcester and they always go hard for their city. That's it. Well, that's <laughs> well, there you have it. Brooke will pay you after the show. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's such a, an honor and a pleasure. I know I was technically the first guest when I kind of crashed your first uh, inaugural podcast. Yeah, when you were trying to just so, get away from work. That's right. Trying to hide away in the clubhouse. So, so thank you for, for inviting me back. But You should uh, thank us. Thank you. Yeah, I, I owe it all to you. So, you know, uh, one of the biggest things is these Give a Wednesdays, um, which is a brilliant name for a giveaway let me tell you now if you had come up with that idea at the boston red Sox and they didn't run with that shame on them because this is fantastic right so so yeah you know i pitched give a wednesdays to to the red Sox, and i i honestly think again maybe it's me just sort of misremembering but i honestly think we almost went with it we almost went with it but then there was a shift in the date so they, they weren't going to be on Wednesdays anymore that we were going to be doing the giveaways on Tuesdays. So I then fought for give a Wednesdays every Tuesday at Fenway park. <laughs> but it, uh, then I, then I did get laughed out of the room and you know, it, there you go. It lay dormant for years expecting to never, never be awoken again. And, and here we are. So what we can take out of this story is that you have no original ideas here at the Woosocks. That's right. 
That's okay, right. understand. I just, it's just, <laughs> just recycling. Yeah, yeah like, hey, let's try this one. Maybe they'll and, fall for this and one. And guess what? Did. Once once we get through all of Steve's ideas here, he'll move on to another team and just start doing them there. Exactly. Guys, um, I got this great idea. Listen, Give it Wednesdays. Good, good artists borrow. Great artists steal. Okay? <laughs> somebody oh. said that. I don't know if it was Picasso. Some some artist said that. Somebody who wasn't somebody who wasn't you and you're saying it now. That's, That's the important right. thing. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. I right. mean, if we want to have an entire episode on black holes and outer sp- outer space, mm. Steve, that my Boston accent almost kicked in there by the way. Out of, out of out of space. Out of space. Out of space. Perfect. All right. Well, all right. Here we go. The bobble lineup. All right. First up, we have player to be named later. No, that one is a big one. If you don't have tickets for that game, what's the date of that game? April 13th. If you don't have tickets for that game, you are missing out. Simon loved it. This one's my favorite. Not Chris Bergstrom, no. Not Tim Quidadamo, but Rich Gedman. All right. We have Rich Gedman. Getty. Hitting coach. Uh, Wednesday, June fifteenth. Wednesday. I've seen this one, and it's scary. It's it's dead on. It looks like Rich Gedman <laughs> will be hanging out with you. That's how. It to, yeah. yeah, to the point that when we showed him his bobblehead during winter weekend, it was on the screen. He was joining us on Zoom. It was on the screen for five seconds before he said, "All right, take that off now." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Getty, by the way. That sounds just like him. Yeah. A humble guy. No, we respect that, but that's why we love him. But yeah, the next up, here's here's a big one. Here's a big one. Everyone, Chris, are you sitting down? I I okay. unfor- I'm on a podcast. Yes, I'm sitting Perfect. down. Good. I don't, okay. I don't do it standing. Wednesday, June 22nd. Yes. Give it to me. Okay. I just had a brilliant idea. Oh boy. TQ, we could do a Woosox Insider bobble together. <laughs> Me and you with audio at clips. The, at the That's desk. Yeah. Yes. Dude, it's just like, TQ, what was your batting average in college? Like 176, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah no, it, was, it was 187. It was 187. Because in the first episode, you said 184, and I got mad because you shortchanged me. What's the Mendoza line? 200. 200. Okay, just checking. Okay, come on, let's roll. So that, honestly, I think that is the biggest bobblehead that we're going to give away this year. Tate Matheny. A Chris Bergstrom favorite. (laughs) You know what, you guys? Yeah. I have, Tate, I'm going to tell you right now, I have nothing against you. You Steve and Brooke last week are setting me up. You have to tell us. Please do not look at the ground when we see each other downstairs this year. If, If the COVID is relaxed a little bit i'll give you a big hug but just understand i'm never mind let's move on next no, we'll, chris no chris. no no i told you, you i had us? a good i i told you i had a good story about tate's dad we're gonna save that for another episode um and then oh, you wait for, oh yeah nothing like a good wait-a. Um, have you have you guys heard <laughs> imagine you walk into fenway and wally's just like doubled over like <laughs> I can't say I can't say that that hasn't happened before. By the way. <laughs> Let me tell you whatever the phrase is something about Steve in his opening day. So in the days leading up to opening day, Steve and I had a discussion. We were going back and forth as to 
what we were going to wear to opening day. Mm. So the literally the day before I'm walking out and I said to him, and I, I said, Steve, so what are you going to wear tomorrow? He goes, probably polo shirt and khakis. I'm like, okay, you know what? That's what I'm going to do too. So we have our early morning meeting that day. I walk in and this guy is in a full suit with his tie on <laughs> and fancy shoes. And here I am in my polo and, and khakis. He's like, oh, I decided last minute I'm going to be on the floor. It's <laughs> just, it just like last minute. Like you've had my phone number for 10 yeah. years. You couldn't even tell me. Chris, Brand I've been told before, you as, a, you as a mascot uh, aficionado, I've been told I have a face for mascotting. That Chris, was, let me that tell you, fantastic. my uh, my parents could care less that I'm on a podcast with the mascot aficionado for the Worcester Red Sox. But now that they know that I'm on a podcast with someone that works at BJ's that can get them maybe like a member <laughs> discount, Ooh. they're going to lose their mind. Oh, geez, I'm just here to, to, to make you happy. It's it's fine. Yeah. And he'll be joining Jeff Levering over there, who is also a Paw Sox broadcast alum. Um, but yeah, we're so happy for Josh, especially he's going to be calling road games on the radio and Bob Euchre, the incredible renowned hall of fame broadcaster, actor. Bob Euchre from right. Mr. Actor to Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> now I'm going way back I think, there. I think you're showing your age a little bit. Yeah. I, I was like, I was like, what do you mean? He's a baseball announcer. No, he was. No, from Mr. Belvedere. Come on. I think that for the rest of this episode, we just want to tell some of the fun, wacky stories that happen when you do end up working in sports because you find yourself in positions that I think you never really believe you could be in. And I had one of those this year. Uh, I got to be the sideline reporter for a couple of games on Nesson. That's right. And I, I, when when you showed up that day, by the way, I'm like, why is he wearing a suit? Yeah. Day? Usually shirt, I'm in jeans, tie, a like, pullover. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? And then I flip on the TV and I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah, I look good. I look damn good, Chris. Thank you. For he he did look that. good. It's a very rare occasion. First of all, that TQ puts on a Average. suit. Uh, I don't know how many he even owns. Uh, very rare occasion that TQ or I last season got to take a step out of the control room for a game. And so when he got to, right. to be on the call, we had a chance for him to be our, uh, our silent reporter for Nesson for a game. Uh, we had a great video from Pitching Ninja. Uh, but the first live drop that TQ ever had, I will never forget. I hope you either have completely repressed it or it's something you'll never forget because oh, it's, it's maybe it's underrated at moment from the season. Maybe one of my favorites from the broadcast and I'll treasure it forever. So you guys have heard of the broadcast jinx before, right? Where a lot of times they, people think of it like with a no hitter, a broadcaster will mention like, Hey, whatever pitcher hasn't allowed a hit through seven innings. And then the next pitch, he lets up a mm -hmm. hit. In my very first hit on Neston, I had an immediate broadcast jinx with perfect comedic timing. You couldn't have scripted anything better where I think it was Daniel Gossett, who's also a free agent right now. Uh, he had been lights out pitching at Polar Park. We're going into the bottom of the first. Josh Maurer tosses it down to me. I'm talking about how... He pitches so much better here at Polar Park. He has a four-something ERA on the road and a sub-two ERA at home, even though everyone at the beginning of the year was saying Polar Park was a launching pad. Guys are going to hit 50 bombs every year if they play half their games here. And right when I toss it back up to the booth, 
he lets a fastball go and it it ended up leaving the park about 430 feet dead center what a pro Scoreless after one. Well, it's Daniel Gossett who has pitched at really like a staff ace. One of the better starters in AAA East back to work. And for more on him, let's introduce you to the third member of our crew here tonight. It's Tim Quintadamo by the dugout ATQ. Hey, Josh. Thanks. Daniel Gossett is absolutely pitching like an ace here at home this year at Polar Park. He has a 3-0 record with a 2.63 ERA. And opponents are hitting a measly 205 against him, as opposed to on the road, Gossett has a one and one record with an ERA above five. So the talk of the town early on with this new ballpark was that it is a launching pad. Daniel Gossett proving that wrong. Back to you guys. Yeah, it's interesting. He deals with Mickey Moniak, who smashes one to center. Duran all the way back, and we will see you later. Home run Moniak. So Chris, we've I think you've teased about it for the last two or three episodes, every time we've talked about promotions, what is your Matheny family story? Oh. What is the Tate Matheny story? We've been, I think once <laughs> per episode, you've teased this story. So Tate's dad, famously, if I mean, not only a baseball player, but he's a manager, right? So yep. at the time he was managing the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, and the Red Sox just happened to be playing the St. Louis Cardinals in the world series. And if you've ever been to Fenway park, there's no service level to Fenway park. So anything that happens, if you're moving food, if you're moving garbage, the clubhouses, they're all on the same level that the fans are on. And the mascot room at Fenway happens to be right next to the visitor's clubhouse. So over the years, I've gotten to know a lot of visiting players and the, you know, managers and clubhouse staff, et cetera. So it just happened to be the, my my night of running into Tate's dad just happens to be the night that the Red Sox won the World Series at Fenway Park in 2013. <laughs> so here I am, uh, you know, with my best friend Wally, being in the Wally suit, and I'm on the field when the Red Sox won the World Series. That was kind of fun too, you know. That's a story all by That's itself. That's a story all on its own. We, but, we'll circle know. back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So being on the field during the World Series and being there when the team won the World Series was pretty fantastic. But as I'm running around the field with this big flag, I said to myself, you know what? Screw it. I, I don't want Wally to be out here. I want Chris to be out here right now. So I'm like, it's time <laughs> to go change, my man. So I'm running back to the mascot room down the hallway where the visitor's clubhouse is. And I'm like, screw it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I get to the end of the hallway and I turn to my right because I, I noticed that there's people there. And I'm like, ah. So I turn to my right and I look and there's Tate's dad, a bunch of the Cardinals players sitting there watching this little television, drinking adult beverages, sobbing about the World Series that they had just lost. Oh. And here's the freaking mascot of the Red Sox like celebrating in the hallway. So then I, I calm myself down. I quietly shut the door 30 seconds later. Boom, 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 boom on the mascot door. And I'm like, oh, God, I open it up. And it's one of my friends who happened to work for the team, too. And he didn't notice what was going on behind him. And he goes, yeah, he's like, yeah, we just won the World Series. And then I, I point and I point behind him and I'm like, Sam, right behind you. And he turns around and goes, oh, yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> he just slams the door. <laughs> so that's my that's that's my uh, uh, Tate's dad. 
uh, story. And it's just like, but it's just a funny, his reaction. He turns around, he's like, oh yeah, sorry guys. And he got busted <laughs> in the room and he's shooting champagne everywhere. And these guys are out there just wondering, you know, what they're going to do since they, they lost the World Series. So this is, I'm not going to get too deep into the story, but you, everybody knows Johan Santana. He was yeah. one of the most oh, dominant yeah. pitchers of his time with the Twins. Um, and when he was with the Twins during a rain delay, we had this long hallway in the back that kind of went between my room and the visitor's clubhouse. So he was bored. So what does he do? He comes and knocks on the mascot room door and he goes, hey, you guys want to play with ball? <laughs> so here we are in the hallway playing with what Johan Santana was pitching to us. <laughs> oh, my. Are you in the suit or are you? No, I'm Chris. Oh, my I'm Chris. gosh. You want to just hang, guys, with, hang with the mascot? Can I tell you something? Wow. I have never seen a better wiffle ball player in my entire life. Like these balls were coming in hot and they were going it, all over the place. Was the it the traditional? Yeah, it was the traditional, traditional one. Ball, the yellow yeah, bat. So here I go. I get up to, I'm going to freaking knock the crap out of this ball. You know, I get to stand up to that. And I say, you know what? I have a slogan. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Right. So what do I try to do? I take a look down and try to pick up the sign. That the catcher's throwing down? Oh, uh, yeah. If we're throwing signs in with a ball, it's already too late. Yeah, well, here's the deal. Like, he threw next next ball was at my head. Right. So this guy, he brushed me back in a wiffle ball. And then he struck me out. But, I mean, this is and this is during the time when he was winning Cy Young Awards. Today, our special guest is Dan Ray, the executive vice president, right? I probably should ask that before we started recording. They say dress for the job you want. I came and dressed a lot like Dr. Charles today. (laughs) (laughs) What goes into moving a team from one city to another? Because it's not just location scouting. It's easy though, right? You just build a ballpark and call it a day. That's what we did, right? I feel like an outsider in this sense because I was working for the team in 2019, but you've got you in 2019 and 2020 trying to figure out moving a ballpark. And you've got Chris Bergstrom and Tim Kudadamo just saying, please be Worcester, please be Worcester, please be Worcester, please be Worcester. <laughs> and my dad. But that's okay. <laughs> then got an entry-level job with the Red Sox as uh, a Fenway ambassador. And it was able to do that because I was going to school uh, down the red line over at Harvard. And so I was able to be at Fenway just a whole lot. And I think that's probably where I crossed paths with Chris for the first time sometime in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Uh, it's not an ice caps game earlier. It may be like, you didn't even know it could have been the the intersections of faith that they definitely, did you ever, did you ever meet scratch? Because Uh, I think I did. Yeah. I had a 10th or 11th birthday here. And uh, I think he made an appearance there. So and I was like, this kid right here is going to (laughs) make the most important impact in Worcester. (laughs) years down the road yeah i mean i I think people hear the name or the term general manager and they think making trades and free agent signings um that's definitively not what i do leave that again to to smarter people than me who have more expertise and training in that so and there's also a rumor out there that you're an expert on the weather especially here (laughs) in worcester yeah i don't know if expert's the right word for that (laughs) i bet you some people could see you pacing back and forth this year if they were at a game where it, yeah. was, it was about to rain or was raining. We got to, um, yeah, we got to second the record straight because everyone that has, you know, pitchforks and torches doesn't know where to point them. Dan Ray might be the guy unless he can I bring am. it up right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> With the target, target on my back or, uh, or, or, or tire tracks on my back. Yeah. I, I, I'm the, I wouldn't say I'm the, the expert at the weather. I'm, I'm some sort of weather person. 
uh, amateur meteorologist or whatever you want to call By it. By this point, definitely. Yeah, I mean, definitely an expert in about half a dozen weather apps. And I think that's probably adds to the, the, the challenge of it, you know, because everyone has a weather app nowadays. So every fan has a weather app. Uh, I can tell you every coach, every opposing manager and player has a weather app and they will tell you when you tell them, you know, we're going to go into a rain delay because there's, there's rain coming at us in 10 minutes. Um, you know, they, they'll let you know why their weather app is better than yours. So it's not easy. <laughs> I think Worcester... And I think that everyone owes Dan Ray a huge debt of gratitude that they don't know about because one day we couldn't play a single inning of baseball. We couldn't get the thumbs up for that. But Dan still gave us a thumbs up for the puppy parade around the warning track for Bark in the Park. <laughs> Bark in the Park was saved, even though the game couldn't be saved. As, as, a, as a dog owner, uh, I, I had to try to make that one happen. So I don't know if the ground crew loved that one. But um, <laughs> you, again, you balance the constituencies as best you can. A great place. Chris, do you have anything else? I feel like you've been quiet today. Yeah, no, I just I, I, I needed to get to the rain delay stuff and. That that's what, uh, that's what all the people were tweeting me about. They're like, Dan Ray's going to be on your podcast. Ask him about the, the masses, the masses asking about rain. Well, I hope that's I answered right. all the meteorological questions and gave you some peek behind the curtain as, as, as ugly as it might be sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> a full ballpark, a full berm summit street. We're pulling out all the stops and, uh, it's, it's coming faster than you think. And yeah. sunny and 72 degrees. Yes, Dan Ray controls the weather, so we'll make sure we put in a good word on that day. We'll <laughs> the be... rain, as we call we, we call our group the Rain Trust. Those of us who deal with the rain, there's more than, more than just me. There's a few of us. So if the Rain Trust has anything to say about it, it'll be a beautiful, a beautiful spring day, just like just like this one that we have out here right now. Yeah. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Woo Sox Insider. That's right, we're still doing it. I'm TQ alongside Chris Bergstrom and Dylan McCaffrey, as always, and today we have. Cat Burns, Mer- Cat. Your middle name is Merch, right? Yeah, it has yeah. to be <laughs> legally. So, um, took a job with the Amarillo Sod Poodles, and that's kind of where I feel like my career kind of took off. Um, we had a whole branding of the Sod Poodles. Um, so what is a Sod Poodle? It is a pioneer term for a prairie dog. So, oh, okay. Oh, makes sense. That makes now. sense. I think. I'm sorry. This, wait. The, the sod poodles is their current logo. The one you helped design. Yes. Oh my goodness! A prairie dog, the meanest looking prairie dog you've ever seen, with a cowboy hat and uh, some wheat sticking out of his mouth. Wow. This is a. Uh, this is. I've never been so. Scared. This might. You go, this you might, go from a. You go from a mean looking prairie dog to like a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> like there's, there's. It's like opposite opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes. So the, the whole goal of the Sod Poodle was to have a John Wayne inspired. Ooh. That's the vibes I get from it. Yeah. Sure. However, uh, last year was a different year because it, it was, it just was. Everyone was running around and it was a chaotic kind of year. And I swear every week that we had new players, because it was every day basically that we had them. Um, Mario was coming down and he's like, hi, we're out of hats again um can i get some more <laughs> <laughs> like oh god like we're running out of hats like everything's flying off the shelves so we like had to put a backstop back for mario and the team's um team hats because we, we had no choice it was just going so well speaking of hats 
Uh, and the first ever episode of this podcast, I dressed the setup real nice. I brought in some of my hats from home. The, the Wapus one behind me right now, that's my hat. I also had a smiley ball hat. And when we were doing the town hall kickoff for winter weekend, which has been airing on Nesson intermittently, um, we had a panel with Larry and Dr. Charles and Dan Ray. And I was told after the fact, because I was in the control room, that Larry on his way out looked at a smiley new era cap and was like, oh, I, I like this a lot. I'm, I'm going to take it. So wait, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. And it, it shocked me, especially because I didn't know whether I was going to file a police report or if I was just going to ask you if I could grab a new hat from the team store. So I figured why not ask on this podcast? Yeah, or we can yeah. talk to Dan Fontaine and just have him payroll deduct it from Larry. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Please, I'm going to get on my pedestal real quick. If you are buying something and a store is out of it, it's 95% not the person that you're about to go talk to's fault. They're not the ones that are <laughs> nice to customer service people because it's not their fault. Okay. Yeah, TQ. Jeez. Come on. I just, anytime I see Kyle, I just have to let him have it, you know? <laughs> so, what about that smiley plush? Uh, and then we have a nice green tea with, hey. you know, you, you gotta have the, the, the clover and the, the sign and the hat. Cause that's St. Patrick's day. And, and, and the beer that's, yeah. that's, it's, it's, it's all in yeah. one. Chris, yeah. seems to be a, that seems to be like a central, you know, theme of our podcast is beer. It's yeah. That's what we've been talking about. A it lot. finds its way into every mark, episode. All right. Yeah, exactly. It works its way in somehow. We saw that shirt in the store. We said, I mean, it seems like it's about time to have Kat on the show that now that we can talk. <laughs> yeah, so I actually was not here for any of the radio Ooh. process, but on my interview in Charles's office was this giant board of all of the uniforms, all of the logos, all that. I remember stuff. that. Yeah. So and you I were like, what am I getting myself into? This is not a sod poodle. <laughs> him asking me you know what do you think of of all that stuff you see over there and i was like yeah that that that's <laughs> gonna do well like uh, we're the happiest baseball how yeah. can you say no to that i mean it's a giant smash ball do cars still have smile. antennas do you remember that they used to have like like uh little antenna poppers so you could find yep. your you could find your car in a parking lot yeah chris you remember that you must you got a soul start. <laughs> you know, some of us still drive cars with antennas. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's just, oh my gosh. Yeah. Police cruisers. Right. And that's it. I think that's where the list ends. <laughs> right about there. So you cat got to see my favorite chiefs game of the season. Uh, when they, when they lost right in the playoffs. Yes, I was there. Yeah. Did you, did you, uh, did you catch a look in Joe Burrow's eyes and just go, uh Oh, no, I did not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure if you got close enough to see his eyes that there would have been a pit in your stomach from, from start to finish. It could have, it could have been that that threw off, threw off the chiefs a little bit. They're like, why did they let this woman down here? What is, what is this W 
Like there's nowhere, no. there's nowhere near us that starts with a W. What is this? What's Worcester? <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I did get a few looks uh, on the plane ride to Kansas City. Like, who is this girl? Like, what's that W? Um, especially because I like had a layover in Washington, D.C. And mm-hmm. they're all your W. So I was like, it's not your W. Don't worry. That's it's not a commander. <laughs> 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 that that made me forget what I was going to ask, Chris. <laughs> what I'm going to ask is, Kat, remember when you were telling us all the stuff that you couldn't tell us? Are you ready to tell us now? No. Okay. Oh, here, Sorry, guys, how about, oh, I'm ready to pitch some merchandise. The One of the Christmas uh, shirts we sold, the holiday shirts, had penguins all over it. I love it if all of our merch had penguins on it from now on. Uh, just a personal uh, ask. If you can make that happen, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. One day, someone's going to say, hey, what if we made smiley ball into like a pin that people could wear and then people would see it and smile at you. And we're going to just come full circle back. to Harvey <laughs> Everyone's going to love it. Do you guys have anything? Cause I can keep going for like alternate team names when we eventually have theme nights. Oh my gosh. Yes. Nobody. The Worcester diners. It's just, it's just diner themed. Uh, another one, the Worcester crafts. C-R-A-F-T-S, Worcester Crafts. There's a big art scene and a lot of craft breweries in the area. Shout out to Wormtown. Yeah. So so there's another one. Um, Chris, what? Worcester's got a big craft scene? Like craft, like like beer, yes, but you said but then it's a play on it's a play on it's it's a play on art. There's it's a big art scene, like arts and crafts. I don't know. I've seen a lot more art than I have crafts. <laughs> but but what I else, have what seen else is both. Worcester famous for <laughs> crafts. Let's move on. Uh come on, you guys put the stuff up on the board. What else is Worcester Decaf, famous for? I know you want you want uh the Worcester contraceptives to be a theme night. <laughs> You're going to throw that out there as I want that. It's on the board. <laughs> you've you've pitched that to me. I know I haven't times. said that in a public space ever, but yes, I think it'd be awesome. Oh, it's my favorite thing to see when we first got the Woosox jerseys and it's just the front office staff that tried them all on <laughs> for, our, for our photo shoot and everything. You can find a picture of TQ, like with eye black, actually, like looking tough, wearing the jersey. I, I actually got tagged recently in like a Red Sox, um, a Red Sox just fan page on Instagram. I don't remember the name of it, but they took that photo that Courtney Caparelli, our graphic artist, uh, like put all of us. So it showed all of our different jerseys and hats, every different look that we'd be going with. And it was, we did that photo shoot during the alternate trading site at McCoy. So we were able to use some players, but we didn't have enough players there that for the amount of looks that we were doing. So I think Jack Verducci, Joe Jacobs, and myself all hopped in and this Red Sox fan account posted on their Instagram story, something about like, be on the lookout for these guys and tagged CJ Chatham and me in it and me be on the lookout for me in the Red Sox farm system. Just make it. <laughs> I'm not signed to a deal yet, but you never know if, if the lockout continues and maybe like 25 outfielders go down, they might have to make a call. They got time. They got time to touch a few. 
Yeah, that'd be that would be a hell of a lot of injuries to <laughs> to call me up. But I have nothing else. Do you have anything else? Another another week. I'm gonna miss you. Yeah, without you. Well, you didn't have to leave, so. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that's Touché. it. For, uh, on that note, that's it for another episode of the Woosocks Insider Podcast. Hey, what? I got something to say. Say it. You know, I've been, I need to get something off my chest. Um, I don't know if this is exactly the forum that I should do this in. It is. But I'm going to do it anyways. We're here for you, Chris. So all I have to say is Jaron Duran. Because I can, I can finally say Jaron Duran. I can finally say Jeter Downs. And how about ready? when Chris Sale pitched for us last year? Yeah. How about that? Whoa, whoa. Guess that feels like what? a curse word. Guess what? Baseball is back. There so is a deal. There is a deal. And they're going to Florida for vacation, just like you guys went to Florida for yeah. vacation while I was sitting here at my lovely home in Attleboro during mm-hmm. the snow, cursing inside my head, you guys, that you were down there laying on the beach in Sanibel, drinking your, you know, sugary drinks on the beach in Fort Myers Beach too. I like salty and, drinks. Yeah. Oh yeah. That too. Yeah. There, <laughs> I was getting some video of uh, the players showing up, walking down from the player parking lot to the clubhouse and decaf like jumps in front of my shot. And it's like, Oh my God, tech is here. Jason Veritex here. And I look over and about 50 yards away, there's a guy that looks like Jason Veritek. And then that guy turns around and starts walking towards the clubhouse himself. And it's Pete it Abraham. Not, <laughs> nope. It was not Jason Veritek. It was not. It was a player development I was, coach. I can't remember I his was, name, but I was very excited. <laughs> yep. So there, <laughs> there was a funny interaction decaf had with uh, some of the players on the last day we were there who they were asking us to get photos of them, like DM them or email them photos that we were getting of them. And someone came up and was like, Hey, where can I get these photos? And decaf is, is wearing a woo socks hat and quarter zip and polo. And he's like, Oh, I'm with the Worcester Red Sox. And the guy just goes, yeah, I can see that. Okay. Also, uh, we had an Alex Cora sighting when we were down there. He's got a salt and pepper beard that, Oh my goodness. Looks great. If the world gets to see it, he's he's going to do some damage. He 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 looks like a, a celebrity, a model. He looks like I don't even know. Looks great. What? <laughs> Chris, you're laughing. You're laughing now. You won't be laughing when you see <laughs> it. I promise he's you. He's got that. the Brad Pitt salt and pepper. I saw it because you posted it on social, but right. the other just like between, it's different seeing it in person. Between last week's, you know, the Worcester Crafts and calling Alex Cora a model, I, I'm, I'm done. Spring training could just just be year round. Just just it's baseball heaven down there. At least how that's how I saw it. I'm waiting for your what other questions, to that, Chris? I was waiting yeah. for you to. Uh, I was waiting. Everything's for you to come baseball down heaven here. You say that at Polar Park. You say that at you know Crompton Park down the street. Like it's just like you baseball heaven. It's fine. I'm like, but decap, that's a basketball court. Baseball heaven. I love it. It's cool.
but I am here with Dylan McCaffrey, Dave Leonardi, our producer, sitting in the background, hanging out. And today we welcome on. Um, I mean, you just go right up and down the list. We had so many great alums that we were lucky to have join us. And um, I was sort of the guy that was, you know, getting all the players from, from point A to point B. And I think, I think the craziest part of that day was when we were huddled up in suite one, we were in that big 30 person suite yep. uh, that's right next to the Hanover deck. And uh, I'm in the suite and I'm, I'm walking through, I'm talking to Pedro and Jim Rice and, and Jim Lomborg and all these guys about what they're going to do, what the pregame ceremonies are going to be looking like. And I think I have everybody's attention and I'm going through the run of show and all of a sudden barging through suite one out of nowhere is Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey just barges <laughs> right into the, into the, into the suite. I lose everybody's attention. How am I supposed to keep these guys attention when, when Joe Torrey just barges in out of nowhere? Um, and I honestly, enough, I honestly didn't even know Joe Torrey was here on opening day. This is the first I'm hearing of this. Why didn't we know Joe Torrey was here? Yeah. So I started out as an intern in 2012. That was my first, first year in the organization. Um, that was also Fenway Park's 100th anniversary. Um, so it was a pretty cool, cool summer to be interning. Um, the Red Sox then, uh, I, I went off and had another internship the following summer. So they got rid of me. They won the world series in 2013. And then I come back in 14, uh, and the Red Sox are in last place again. So Made it happen. I'm not surprised that TQ didn't remember that when TQ is in the zone in the control room. It's just yes, what they want a video next inning. Okay, cue it up, make it happen. Next pitch. <laughs> I, I, well, yes, TQ. I've got many great oil can stories, but that is probably my favorite oil can Boyd story. Uh, the Syracuse Mets were in town, um, and as you guys might remember, Tim Tebow uh, had a stint with the Syracuse Mets and. And Tebow, I do need to give a shout out to, to Tebow too, because every time he came to Pawtucket, um, both Tim and his entire uh, staff and people were just outstanding to work with. Could not have, could not have been easier and, and more down to earth. Everything everyone's heard about how great of a person Tim Tebow is, there's even more good that he's doing behind the scenes that no one really hears about. He is the epitome of a stand-up guy. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. And so um, Syracuse is taking batting practice. We've got Oil Can, who's uh, in the house that night. He's doing an autograph signing. And, and Oil Can's, you know, he was at McCoy Stadium all the time, particularly when he was living in, in East Providence. And uh, so Syracuse is taking BP. Tim Tebow's out there in right field. And uh, – I'm watching with oil can and he, he, he turns to me and says, Hey, is that, is that Tim Tebow? And I, I said, yeah, that that's, that's Tim Tebow. And he starts walking out to the right field. I'm, I'm kind of following him and, and I'm saying, Dennis, where, where are you going? And he said, I'm going to say hello to him. And I was like, Den- you know, I'm not sure if that's a good idea. This is, this is during VP. I'm, I'm not sure if that's a good idea, but sure enough, he starts walking a little faster and, and, uh, <laughs> He gets out to right field and Tim at, at first, he has no idea who, who this guy is. And right. Syracuse manager is shouting 
from home plate, get this guy off the field. Yeah, as far uh, as they know, it's just a guy from East Providence who's walking on. Exactly. The field. I, we're all getting yelled at saying who runs security here at the Postdocs here in Pawtucket. <laughs> and, uh, but sure enough, when, uh, when oil can finally gets to Tebow, they had a great conversation. Uh, Tebow actually knew who oil can was, uh, despite not knowing initially, but when he found out that that was oil can Boyd, he said, Oh, you know, no way. And they, they ended up hugging it out and, and, uh, and oil can walked off the field, but that was just sort of classic oil can did not care at all that, that, uh, Syracuse was in the middle of, of, of batting practice. He said, I'm oil can Boyd, you know, I can go, go out in the field when I want. And it, that was, that was great. That was one of my favorite oil can stories for sure. But there are, there are many. Joe, the amount of times I see you press your lips together and go, I don't know if this is a good idea. It's, 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 you're either Mike man is built for this job. You field every request during the yes business. I don't know if this is a good idea, but we have to say yes. So let's make it happen. <laughs> we, yes, but, but please know that I did not, uh, okay, oil can spring out to right field. He, he did that on his own. I, I, I pressed my lips and, and, and said no and urged him not to do it. And, and he did it anyway. So. <laughs> But, but I appreciate that, Dylan. Thank you. Um, Bronson Royal, Fuller Park, May 1st. Yes, we're announcing it on this, uh, on this podcast here. And uh, it should be a, a great day at the park. Yeah, it's single game tickets on sale now for April and May. So you can, you can book your trip to Worcester and see Bronson Royal on May 1st. There's also a 10,000% chance that Charles puts a guitar in Bronson's hands, right? I was... Just going to say the same thing, TQ. <laughs> I, I do not see Bronson walking out of that DCU club and that drum set that's by the bar without Charles and, and, and Bronson having some type of jam session uh, yeah. in the DCU club. So, yes, I, I can assure you that will probably happen, too. Get an autograph and enjoy the dulcet tones of Bronson Arroyo. What's better than that on a nice Sunday at the ballpark? I got nothing. Oh, actually, I do have one thing. I'm wearing green today because oh, yeah. this, ep- this episode's coming out after St. Patty's Day, but we have Worcester green jerseys. Oh, yeah. Look, look, look at that. that out. Look at that. Great for St. Patty's. Great for, great for Earth Day. Great for any day that you're going to wear green. It's just It should be your go-to green shirt. If you, have blue or, shirt if, if you have blue or green eyes, it'll really make them pop. It's a good-looking oh, jersey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dave like that. Dave thinks it's funny in the background over here. He approves our producer. Uh, I mean, I know we tell you every week that I'm the producer, but I just like to be the producer on camera. And then I give all the stuff to Dave back there. We appreciate him very much. I've had a pretty good week spent another 60 hours ish in the fort down in Fort Myers, soaking up Vacation. some sun. Um, you know, you know, you know what, Chris, I took your advice on my second trip down there. I did finally find my way to the beach and what a beach it was. Uh, had a good time down there with uh, Steve Peralt, actually, former host of the Section 10 podcast. One of my podcast Red Sox idols uh, I, got to, I got to meet. It's, it's, I feel like the AAA version of him right now in my career. Uh, and then I came back, and on Monday, I won an intramural basketball championship. Had a game winner. That. No big deal. Thank you very much. Um, so I'm on top of the world, personally. How are you guys sleepy. Oh, I'm very sleepy, but I got a coffee yeah. right here. We're, we're grinding. We got 19 days till this park is full of people. It wasn't much of a game winner, though. It was a free throw, right? It was a free throw. Can I give it a shout-out? What, 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 was it better than your game winner in the championship this weekend? 
you're right. I didn't have one. Yeah. Can I give a shout out to one of our yeah. loyal listeners? Yeah. Absolutely. So it just happens to work in our finance department. I want to shout out Dan Fontaine, who has hey. not returned to my email that I sent him last week. <laughs> so, Dan, when you're listening to this, I would appreciate an email back. There's my shout out for this week. I can, I, we can do one more uh, a shout out to your boy, Lenny. Vinny. Vinny, sorry. Rough, brutal. I, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue. Vinny. Uh, Good thing guy. he doesn't listen to podcasts, especially yeah. this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I ran into Wally down at the fort and, uh, and I got to meet Vinny, who Chris has said do the most uh, wonderful things about. I love Vinny. Yeah, being down there for a game was very different <laughs> from being down there for practice. Yeah, and there's no way Vinny's listening to this because he's probably on the beach somewhere right now in Fort Myers. So, uh, but Vinny Casale, yeah, he's a stand-up guy. I love my, I love Vinny. If you're Such ever down there, he didn't remember his name. Yeah, good job. He is one of the only employees at JetBlue Park who did not make fun of me. They were biting at the chomp, seeing me walking back up to the park, like, yeah, you bring sunscreen this trip. Oh my gosh, they oh, all remember me. I'm sorry. He, you can put him in the bucket. You should see the text message he sent me after he met you. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh. He said, oh, What does it say? This kid walks around with the biggest smile on his face. Something is wrong with him. <laughs> that's from Big that Ben down Fort Myers. That is the consensus. That is, that's yep. my scouting report. Oh my gosh. Hey guys, it's year two. Let's add a whole nother video board to the ballpark. Yeah. Always something cool and new, Chris. You know that. It's Woo Sox 22, right. baby. Yeah. You need to get a haircut. That would be something cool and new. Uh, the greatest pitcher in Woo Sox history might have to make a stop here on the way back up. I have a good Caleb feeling. Caleb Ort? Yeah, Caleb Ort, maybe. Or the, is greatest he be in Sox, Boston? the greatest pitcher in Woo Sox history. I can't say enough about Christian Koss. After he hits the walk-off home run, he's one of the guys that just got assigned to minor league camp. After he hits the walk-off home run last Friday, he brings out a bag of balls from the dugout over to the tunnel and starts signing them for for kids and like bringing balls out of his bag to throw to people that are waiting for him. Like, and were you not a lot of guys? Were you standing there with a smile on your face? Uh, of course, you can look on our social media. Our photographers are down there getting the shots, and I'm up. I'm up on that. On the that I'll line. tell you what. As, a, as if my spring, media pass didn't say no autographs, you have no idea. Okay, that's a good we'll question. Get back, we'll know. get back to you, decaf. What's yours? I mean, if if you know me, you know it. It's a karaoke song. It's "Love Bug" by the Jonas Brothers. Um, I don't. I, I don't feel guilty about that one either. But I know that that is an answer that that rises raises some eyebrows. But it's just. It's an all-time love song by the it's greatest band of our generation. <laughs> it's got it all. It really does. I saw them play at Fenway Park. It was the crowning moment of my life. They played Sweet Caroline. Get to the Jonas Brothers to Polar Park this year. I feel like I don't belong in this podcast. Why is that? Because <laughs> you're old. You just call you, the Jonas Brothers an all-time band. You like, just picked Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I didn't say she was all-time. Well, she is. The Joe Bros are the songbirds of our generation, Chris. Next oh question. Gosh. A little bit longer. Tears. Who would play Chris Bergstrom? I'll go to you first. Who would play Chris Bergstrom in a Hollywood movie about the Worcester Red Sox? Dwayne Rock Johnson. <laughs> would he wear a hairpiece? No. Yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't think that part out. I say but yes, at, but at least the build is correct. Right. I mean, you know, so yeah, that's my answer. That was pretty quick too. Huh? That was Did very you? quick. Yeah. Well, the resemblance um, is uncanny. There's it is, obviously absolutely. it was quick. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was the bank account. <laughs> um, mine, oh, I get Gary. this all the time. Adam Scott, not the golfer. Oh yeah. Adam Scott again in parks and rec, but in yeah. the movie, the secret life of Walter Mitty. And Dave will add a photo of Adam Scott from this movie. He's bearded in the secret life of Walter Mitty. And back when I was bartending, I would get it once a day. Someone coming up to me saying, you know who you look like? And I would just cut him off. I'd be like, Adam Scott. They would go, who's that? And I'd go, who do I look like? And they go, the little brother and stepbrothers. I'm like, yeah, that's Adam Scott. Those are the two main. I live in a caravan down by the park. <laughs> One I know we need to ask Ryan Fitzgerald, who's smoking hot right now at spring training, just mashing the ball. I need to know the man's hair care routine. Absolutely. Because that mullet I go is with glorious. the spiffy pomade, but he's clearly doing something special. I need it from start to finish. I need shampoo. I need conditioner. I need to know if he's putting dry product in there. I need to know if he's, I, I need to know it all. I need to know what's going on. I need to know how he's cleaning it after a day of hard work, diving around the infield, getting dirt in the roots. How are you getting that out? Chris, these are important aspects of being a professional baseball player. What's the flow look like? Off the rails. All right. There's, there's one more fun thing I want to do on this podcast before we wrap it up. And it's just because I'm excited about, about Trevor's story. The first uh, fun just... thing? You haven't no, been no, having no. fun. <laughs> I, I Look at that smile. Guys, guys I'm having a ball. I'm having a great time. I'm just, I got a smile on my face. There's something wrong with me. Okay, um, Decap, tell us a story. Hello and welcome everyone to the Woo Sox Insider Podcast. I'm taking over intro duties on behalf of TQ himself. Uh, I'm the guest, but introducing everyone here, TQ, Dylan, Chris, the whole gang, uh, and myself, Mike Monaco here. Uh, pleasure to be on, guys. I don't know if I've ever been a guest on a podcast where I speak first. Well, I think that's... that has to be our new intro for every for every show. Hello <laughs> and welcome to the Woodstock Insider, courtesy of Mike Monaco. It's great. I to can doctor you. it up. I, I can doctor it up uh, if we're going to be using it going forward. I don't know if that was like my my a intro right there i don't know if we have enough money in our budget to pay you to do that forward, so we might have to hold off on that the weirdest thing about that walk-off is it had the ghost runner rule so extra innings started yeah. with the runner on second so the paw socks are down one going into the bottom of the 10th the first two batters of the inning strike out and then the third hitter hits a walk-off home run even though they were down one so it, it felt strange but it was exciting nonetheless and with you on the call, you know, ratings, rating sort, right? Of course. Oh. It Look at this hair, Mike. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, on. right. You know, that's I, really uh, why we don't need a bigger ego on. for TQ. We got to settle but, down here. But Chris, right? that, that's really why I was late getting on. I had to make sure the product in my hair was as good as TQ. I know you look good. Him? Ah, <laughs> Dylan wrote an ad read for you talking about a tractor. He was like, hey, it's a popular song. Do you want to tell us what? went on with that ad read i will um i will not give full details 
Um, no. People can scroll through the MILB TV archives if they really want to find out what it was. But maybe we just say this, that you have to be careful in, I guess, a Ron Burgundy type of way, what you put on a card for me or <laughs> what you say in my ear or what, what, or what you, you put on a card to. for you and then tell you, no, actually don't say this. And then yeah. have your talent go off script. Speaking about Kevin Euclid, what's cooler calling a game with a former Red Sox player or the brother-in-law of Tom Brady? <laughs> uh, someone tweeted at us and said like any good, uh, like Brady stories you, you've mentioned at this point. And I steered clear of those. Um, I'm sure he gets peppered with that stuff plenty. Um, and what I also tried to steer clear of was asking him about his, his batting stance. Like I said to him, I, oh, I think yeah. the way I phrased it to him was like, how often do you get asked by people like do it or uh, where did it come from? <laughs> What's the backstory? Um, and, but I, I did say to him like, Hey, I was like everyone, like I definitely emulated that at, at one point. Um, but yeah, we didn't get into any, any Tom Brady chatter. Uh, you said when your family found out that you were going to be on the broadcast, they bought tickets to go watch the game at jet blue. And do you remember what I said to you? Uh, I don't, but I remember, I remember a few different conversations, including on the phone after the game. Yeah. It was on the phone after the game. You said you couldn't do dinner because you're, you were going out with your family. But when you told me that your family bought tickets, the second they found out you were going to be the television broadcaster, I asked you, don't you think it's weird that they found out you were going to be on TV and they were like, Oh, we can't watch the game on TV. We got to go see it in person. <laughs> it is funny to think about right like I, I don't know I think I'm a naturally positive person so like you know oh, I can I can say a guy yeah, I think it's a good way to live you know I, I think uh you this is not like a, <laughs> well then maybe this this will ring hollow but like have you ever met Will Middlebrooks I have not yet uh, okay I, I, just, I met him a fan a, from afar I met him at a playoff game last offseason or last postseason um it was the day we won, we beat the Rays in that series. And I went down and I, I, I went down to go meet uh, Dr. Charles, who was at the game, um, sitting front row. And I go down to meet Charles and then I see Middlebrooks there. He shakes my hand. He says, hi, I'm Will. I said, yeah, Will, I know. And then, uh, and then I got, wanted to get a picture with him and Charles. So I, I hand the phone to the person next to him and it's Jenny Dell. So you got to meet Will and you got to meet Jenny Dell and get her on the show as well. And then you all well, you know they're married for a broadcast. Right? You know, I know they're wife. married. I just wife like, was, was there at the game up. with them. I was caught up in Will Middlebrooks. I was like, "Hey, here, can you take this?" And then so Jenny yeah. Dell gets the photo credit for my for my Will Middlebrooks picture. We got to revive the hot dog eating contest for the broadcast. Yeah, year. maybe maybe whoa, that's whoa, the whoa, game. Whoa, 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 that you get in on hot dog eating contest. Yes, in Pawtucket, we had a day where there was twenty-five cent hot dogs for sale, and that was a dangerous precedent to set. I had six hot dogs in the first ten minutes of the broadcast. We had uh, a, a competition amongst the entire crew, cameras, and all directors, broadcasters. Do you remember how many you ended up putting down against Josh that day? I mean, I probably had like two and a half. I think it's probably where I tapped <laughs> out at. But I had I had grand designs for more than that. Yeah, Dylan, you were in the you were in the control room. Like you can just be working hard and stuffing your face. Mike had to talk. How, okay, but how many hot dogs did you expect him to eat? Okay, well, it's a competition. You got to make do. We have commercial breaks, but I was in the control room for the first ten minutes, in which I ate six hot dogs, making a run to be the champion. And then I look out at our first base camera, and there's no one there. 
So I run from where I'm producing in the broadcast. I run down to the camera in the 90 degree sun and I just dry heave for, for eight more innings. And I, oh. my final tally was six. Do hot you, dogs. do you know our producer there in the back eight ten? He just said he texted and he said he ate 10 hot dogs. I was going to say, who was the winner? Sounds like the, winner, the winner was, uh, it wasn't Dave. It was um, our center Derek? field camera operator, Derek. Yeah, Derek. He ate a dozen yeah, hot dogs, which after eating six in the first 10 minutes, I could have put down more than a dozen. But I, if I just kept raising Your the bar, we all would have gone to, to, try and, to try and reach that mark. And we all would have been tapping out by the, by yeah. the fifth inning. Yeah, uh, loosely speaking, though, it, um, I think my first regular season games will be in late May. That's when they were last year, too. Um, so I'll be I'll be tuned in watching uh, Dave do his thing. And with all the great analysts Eck and uh, the new folks as well, I can't wait to listen to them. And Jemai holding it down and TC and company in the studio. Um, I sound like a company man, but really, like, it, it's a really cool, it's, like, group of people, you know. The lineup and, like, is on Red Sox fans. Yeah, Nesson, Nesson, give this guy a raise. He is—he's <laughs> got the flagpole. He's running down the—he's <laughs> ready to roll. What is your guilty pleasure song? Guilty pleasure song. Um, well, I don't know if it's so guilty, but like Eminem gets me hyped. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it's not He's really my guy. Pleasure, He's my guy. But like, I'm sold. Lose yourself or till I collapse. Like that You're makes just... me feel like a big high school like D four soccer game is coming up like at alumni <laughs> field in Cohasset, Massachusetts. Um, the other thing I would say, uh, this might be a little more of like a not so uh, flattering thing to promote, but like, I love rapping the song Mockingbird. I, I like, I, that's like of the Eminem songs, that one, uh, that one gets me hyped. That actually reminds little me. Little baby, don't you cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so much that, but like uh, more like uh, verses. And like, okay, sure, is, sure. Like, the third verse, um, <laughs> and that, that was not so much a quote. That was the nicest way to be like, yeah, decaf, shut up. Like, no, <laughs> not so much that. Uh, and then the the other question that we asked TC that I want to ask you: If Hollywood, or I should say, when Hollywood makes another Red Sox movie, who gets cast as Mike Monaco? <laughs> Let me, let me scroll through Z-list actors uh, in Hollywood <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah, it's probably, it's probably someone um, you've never heard of before. That's probably who it is. Just trying to find mm-hmm. new talent, launch somebody's career. What a stand-up guy. Yeah. Or are you well, taking the role I mean, yourself? I don't, I don't know if I'd be a great actor um, for a lot of reasons. But hey, I mean, if, if it's a if it's another paycheck, if I can get an IMDb page, <laughs> sign me up. I'll give you one one quick story. Um, so I interned at Nesson in 2012, um, and I was you know lowly intern there, but I got to like be around the game broadcast a little bit, like in mm-hmm. an edit day. Um, this is inside baseball, but I would see some of the people who were there, um, like the on air people, and. Matt Stairs thought I looked like Zach Greinke and he would just, he, he would tell me that. And then he just like would only just call me Zach, like super <laughs> nice guy, like had introduced himself. Like, you know what, like, I don't mean this in a bad way, but like he would just refer to me as Zach. Cause he thought I looked like Zach Greinke. I so. see it now. I see me it too. So there you have it. Whenever you're here, 
conversation. I thought you were going to say the podcast. And the podcast. Oh, the podcast yeah. is a little more exclusive, but we, <laughs> we'll keep you in mind. Uh, decaf, 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 like once was enough. No, decaf wants some comp tickets to Fenway. Don't let it just let every time you have them, just throw them his way. Don't we all? Yeah. Did you hear that story? No. Decaf would tell his friends that working with the Woo Sox, he would get like tickets to, to Red Sox games every now and then, and then would just buy his friends tickets and act like he was <laughs> comping them tickets. That is no. so funny. <laughs> Everyone gets to go to the game. I get to feel like a big shot. <laughs> Who's losing? And I, I mean, it's not really like a negative because you are buying your friends tickets. Like, right. Thank you. Good Finally, someone supports me. I mean, kind of weird, but pretty good dude. <laughs> That's all I was looking for. It's kind of it's kind of a weird move. It, you're a very sweet man, decaf, but it's just kind of a weird move. Look, Can if, I my, say if my future wife wants to go to some the way. Red Sox games, I'll make it happen. <laughs> you'll you'll buy the ticks. I've told I've told decaf this since like we started working together, but decaf is just it's an awesome nickname. It doesn't get any better than that. It's completely inaccurate. <laughs> yeah no we're all we're all caffeinated Need to be. Need all to right be. all right mike thanks for hey, joining t- us again oh my t- god t- are we gonna keep going chris no what? but i have a question <laughs> yeah how do i get my tickets to opening day at how do you get your tickets to opening day well you can go to woosocks.com <laughs> tickets are still on sale or who's the company man now you can call the ticket office at 508-500-8888. That number again, 508-500-8888. We'll see you for opening Dr. Charles, day and opening give week. Give this guy a raise. Look at this. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. There's three of us here. Not that guy. No, just one guy. All right. Thanks, everybody, right. for listening. Thank you, Mike. See you later. A pleasure, guys.